fifth episode of The K-Pop Show, a K-Pop podcast for K-Pop economists. I'm Trinilla, a senior at Evergreen Valley High School, here to present to you economics and K-Pop. Today, we'll be discussing how K-Pop companies plan out absolutely everything, from their group, to their concepts, to the albums. Just how successful are these K-Pop companies? In the last episode, the generations of K-Pop we learned how the big three K-pop companies formed, YG Entertainment, SM Entertainment, and JYP Entertainment. However, those three companies don't produce all the groups you know and love. There are over 300 entertainment companies. There is even now a competitor against the big three companies, Hybe Corporation. Hybe Corporation was originally Big Hit Labels, the company that housed BTS. In 2021, Big Hit announced that they would officially change their name from Big Hit Labels to Hype Corporation to market start as a comprehensive music company. Bang Si Hyuk, the founder of Big Hit, mentioned that the label, Corporation, will showcase just how much the agency would now be offering, even such as real estate. Hype will rent out practice rooms and auxiliary spaces to their subsidiary companies as well as other affiliates. Hive already lists music production, performance, management, and internet business as its purposes. Hive also has multiple shareholders who have now become subsidiaries and acquired other entertainment companies such as Pletus Entertainment, who houses the group 17. Now, the big four companies have been sweeping the K-pop game, debuting multiple groups every other month and releasing new content and survival shows for formations of new groups, which we will talk about in more detail later. K-pop companies are known for their meticulous planning and attention to detail in all aspects of their business. From selecting trainees to creating concepts for the groups, K-pop companies have a well-defined system in place to ensure that their artists are able to succeed. In the past, many companies used to cast potential-looking idols like kids on the streets. But now, the process of creating a K-pop group typically starts with auditions, where hundreds or even thousands of young hopefuls try out for a chance to become a trainee. Currently, it is estimated that there are about 1 million aspiring idols just in Korea. According to a survey of elementary, middle, and high school students conducted by Male Economy in 2018, about 70% of students answered that they want to become celebrities. Everywhere around Southeast Asia, many want to become K-pop idols, not just Koreans. Lisa from Blackpink, one of the most successful K-pop artists and influential celebrities today, is from Thailand. There can be periodic auditions that agencies announce, ongoing recruitment auditions, and national or global audition tours. Depending on which field the auditionee wants to try out for, it is expected of them to prepare different things, such as a song to sing, a dance, or even a scene to perform for an acting audition. During the audition, the judges look for both talent and personality, as well as marketability. It is also highly likely that the judges will watch about 10 auditionees at once. If the judges remember a specific auditionee, they will likely give him or her a callback. During these callbacks, the judges look for those that can fulfill roles in the group, the most common ones being the rapper, the vocalists, the performers, and the visuals. That's right. You can definitely become a K-pop idol if you fit the Korean beauty standards. Once selected, 
trainees undergo months to a few years of rigorous training in singing, dancing, and even language and etiquette classes. However, just because you have been chosen to be a trainee, don't think you're guaranteed to become an idol. During this time, K-pop companies carefully assess each trainee's talent and potential and select those who they believe have the greatest chance of success. They have a monthly evaluation to see the trainee's progress. These evaluations accumulate to determine whether the trainee can debut or not. Then, once a group is formed, K-pop companies then create a concept for the group that will set them apart from other K-pop groups in the highly competitive industry. This concept often includes the group's image, style, and sound, as well as their stage names, personalities, and even backstories. K-pop companies also carefully craft each album, selecting songs that fit the group's concept and image and choreographing intricate dance routines to go along with the music. As you can tell, these companies are willing to invest heavily in these groups. Some smaller companies invest everything for these groups just for a chance that they will make it big. There was even a CEO that sold his car in order to fund his group, 5050, who debuted last year and recently had a song go viral. But with K-pop companies' attention to detail and their ability to create highly polished and well-crafted products, they have been able to increase the popularity of K-pop around the world, leading to a significant increase in the Korean economy. As you can tell, many jobs opened up just to debut one group, and these K-pop companies need a whole army to get these groups up and running. According to a report by the Korean Creative Content Agency, the global K-pop industry was worth around $5 billion in 2020, with exports of K-pop-related products and services totaling over $1 billion. Now, let's talk about the most popular trends in the K-pop industry, survival shows. If you're a K-pop fan, you probably heard of shows like Produce 101 or The Unit, where trainees from various K-pop companies compete for a chance to debut in a new K-pop group. But did you know that these shows were actually created by the K-pop companies themselves? This is another way K-pop companies make groups. Big companies such as JYP and HYBE create these survival shows and use them to debut new K-pop groups. Survival shows or reality TV programs that feature trainees from various K-pop companies competing against each other for a chance to debut in a new K-pop group. These shows usually involve intense challenges, such as singing and dancing competitions, as well as emotional moments where trainees are eliminated during the show. The concept of survival shows has become increasingly popular in the K-pop industry, with many K-pop companies creating their own version of these shows. Some of the most popular ones include Produce 101, The Unit, Mix 9, and Island. Some successful groups that have been formed from a survival show include Twice, and Hyphen, and Stray Kids, all of which have gone global and performed overseas and toured globally. Typically, a survival show will feature a large number of trainees from various K-pop companies who compete in challenges and performances over the course of several weeks or months. Each week, the trainees are evaluated by a panel of judges and the trainees with the lowest score are eliminated from the show. But why do K-pop companies create these shows in the first place? Well, there are a few reasons. Survival shows are a great way for K-pop companies to create buzz and hype around their new K-pop groups. By showcasing their trainees' talents and personalities, K-pop companies can build up a fan base for their upcoming groups even before they officially debut. 
Many of these shows trend on social media platforms, already creating a global fan base for the potential debuts. Viewers are even able to vote on social media for their favorite trainees, just for them to be ranked and the top trainees will be able to debut at the end of the show. Survival shows also provide a platform for K-pop companies to assess their trainees' potential and determine who is best suited for a debut. These shows allow K-pop companies to see how their trainees perform under pressure and to identify those who have the star quality needed to succeed in the highly competitive K-pop industry. And finally, and probably the most obvious reason why companies make these survival shows is because they are also a way for K-pop companies to generate revenue. These shows are often sponsored by various companies, and the final debuting group can be highly profitable for the K-pop company. But the process doesn't end there. Once the new K-pop group has debuted, the company will continue to promote them through concerts, variety shows, and social media. The impact of K-pop survival shows on South Korea's economy has become significant. These shows have helped drive the growth of the K-pop industry, which has become a major contributor to the South Korean economy. One of the ways that K-pop survival shows have impacted the economy is by promoting tourism. As K-pop groups become popular both domestically and internationally, fans from all over the world flock to South Korea to attend concerts and other events. This has led to an increase in the number of tourists visiting Korea. In addition to promoting tourism, K-pop survival shows have had also a significant impact on expanding K-pop globally. These shows work seamlessly in expanding to other markets outside of South Korea. For example, the show Produce 48 localized it for the Japanese audience by including contestants from the country's idol group AKB48. This generated significant interest in Japan. Additionally, the contestants work together to navigate the culture shock and overcome the language barrier contributed to the growing show's audience beyond K-pop fans. The show's simultaneous TV broadcasts in Korea and Japan enabled Japanese viewers to actively follow the contestants. This helped the winning group, Eyes One, build a significant fan base in Japan, priming them for success there. Survival shows have also significantly impacted the entertainment industry in South Korea. These shows have helped to create a new generation of K-pop groups, which have become major players in the music industry. This has led to the creation of new jobs and opportunities for people working in the entertainment industry, which has helped to drive economic growth in South Korea. Furthermore, K-pop survival shows have also led to the development of new technologies and infrastructure to support the industry. For example, South Korea has developed a sophisticated system for online voting, which is used in many K-pop survival shows to allow fans from all over the world to vote for their favorite trainees. This has helped to develop new technologies and infrastructure in South Korea, which has contributed to the country's overall economic growth. Overall, the impact of K-pop survival shows on the South Korean economy has been significant. These shows have helped to promote tourism, create new jobs, and drive the growth of the entertainment industry. As K-pop continues to gain popularity around the world, it is likely that the impact of these shows on the South Korean economy will only continue to grow in the future. That's all for today's episode of The Companies of K-pop. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed learning about this fascinating topic. Please join us next time for another exciting discussion on The K-pop Show a K-pop podcast for K-pop economists. Ending this podcast is this week's K-pop song choice, Polaroid Love by Anne Hyken. Like
It's like a boy. 